I mean, believe it because something good is happening. See, most of you don't believe something good is happening. You believe it's going to happen. But it is happening. God's alive. He's not dead. He's not on no journey. He's alive. I'd like you to take your Bibles and turn to Psalms 45 and 1. 45 and 1. We're going to read from the New King, New King James Version. Praise God. Praise God. Psalms 45 and 1. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Okay. My heart is overflowing with a good thing. I recite my conversation concerning the king. My tongue is a pen, a ready writer. We're going to title this this morning, Believing, Living, Operating in the Supernatural Power of God. Man is prone to get his needs from the natural. But there's a God that wants to supply our needs beyond what we can imagine. I'm telling you, he's got a plan for our lives. Praise God. Something good is going to happen Today. How many believe something good's going to happen today? Well, I don't know. See, God had something good for you today. Okay. He said, my heart is boiling and bubbling over. My heart is boiling and bubbling over, David said. Old Faithful in the Yellowstone National Park It's not the only glacier there, but it's called Old Faithful because of the way it spouts out regularly. It, it, it just comes out regularly. It has become the most famous in all the park because it's regular and it's active. It's on time. You can always depend on it. God is regular, active, and an on time. I believe God puts pictures in this life to show us something. That thing just didn't happen. God spoke it into existence to give us an example, a picture of who he is and what he is. So it, it, it's spouting out. And uh, it spouts out on an average of every 65 minutes, summer or winter, rain or shine or whatever. It, it silvers out his stream. 120 feet to 170 foot foot in the air. And during these few minutes, it gushes out 10,000 gallons of water. And it's regular. How many believe that God wants us to be regular? If God is regular and He's in us, then we're going to be regular. You don't have to try to be regular. You're going to be regular. Because He's regular. Old Faithful is regular. They have millions of people that goes there each year just to visit and watch that thing because it's faithful. The world's wanting to see God in the church. One out of four of every American right now, they say, is depressed. And they're headed for the church for the answer. Listen, the church better get ready. I'm telling you, when they come, they need to see something. And not only see it, they need to be able to feel something. And not only able to feel something, they to meet, be delivered from the things of God, of, the, of this world. I don't know about you, but I feel great this morning. I feel good in the Spirit of God. Psalms 39 and 3, David said, My heart was heart within me. 
while I meditated. And while I was meditating, he said, my heart burned with fire. How many want your heart to burn? Meditate on God. And your heart will start burning because he is fire. He'll baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. So he is fire. And he sets us on fire. Psalm 45 and 1 says, my heart is overflowing. I'm boiling. I'm bubbling. You know, that's what old faithful is, is bubbling. What we want to try to get to this morning, that God wants to put something in you that you can't work up. He wants something inside you you don't have to pump. He wants something inside you you don't have to encourage. He's the encourager. You can't advise God on anything. He's too smart. He wants to advise us. And He wants our cup to run over. He wants you to be on fire. Praise God, not just in the church service, but wherever you are. He wants you to be on fire. He goes on to say, My cup runneth over. My cup runneth over. When Jesus told him to fill the six pots to the brim, God wants to you fill to the brim where he can turn that water into wine. Nobody can turn that water into wine, but God can do something that you had never expected before. These pews are full. Y'all say they're empty, but I say they're full. Huh? The presence of God is here. How you know he's here, Brother Billy? Because I brought him. I brought him here this morning. Amen. When I woke up this morning, I got up. He was there with me. He does not slumber or sleep. He's always with you, wherever you are. Praise God. Oh, faithful. I was talking to a guy that's the manager of a company one time, and they do a lot of emergency works. And he said, We work. Don't matter what kind of weather, we get called out. He said, There's one employee, just one that you can call on. said, I don't care what time of day it is. I don't care if it's on the weekend. I don't care how cold it is and how bad it is. I don't care. If you call his number, he say, I'll be there. said, all the rest of them not like that. But I tell you, God is always on time. I mean, you, he, whenever you call him, he's there. Isn't it amazing? He can answer six billion people at one time. How great he is. The wonderful blessings of God. We're going to talk the things we want to see happen. Can I have an amen? Yes. We're not going to talk what this world is. We're not going to focus on that. We're going to focus on what God is and what God has planned for our lives, the wonderful things of God. Second Timothy 4 and 2 says, Be instant in season and be instant out of season. Be on fire regardless how it is. James said you can take your tongue and control the ship. In the vilest storm there is. You take a ship in the vilest storm that you can imagine. It's controlled by the rudder. Our tongue can control the vilest things happens in our life by speaking the word of God. Did not Jesus get up and speak to the storm and speak to the wind and it was calm? He done it with his tongue. I mean, you know, our tongue is important. And God's anointed our tongue to do these things. So we want to be instant when? When you don't feel like it, you're going to what? You're going to sing. I mean, it's important to sing. It's important to praise God. It's important to worship God, regardless of how we feel or what's going on in our life, is to worship God and praise God. So uh, 
David's heart was full, overflowing, and bubbling, and just boiling over. It's a picture of a spring. Jesus told a woman at the well, said that water you draw from that well, you have to draw it with a rope and water. But what I'm fixing to give you, it's not going to be no rope and water. It's going to be something going to spring up on the inside of you. God wants to get us to the place that we don't depend on the natural. We depend on the supernatural. Supply all of our needs according to His riches and glory. He has abundance to pour out on us. He wants us to receive it. He said, I'm fixing to give you something that you'll never thirst again. And I'm going to do it. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm looking for great things to happen. Praise God. Some wonderful, dynamic things to happen. Jesus is on the line now. He's on the line. The Holy Spirit was Jesus' power in his heart, believing there was a well of water going to come in our lives, the blessings of God. 1 Kings 3 tells us a beautiful, wonderful story. Israel fixing to have to go to war. They're on their march, and they asked, Elisha said, what should we do? I want you to know that he said, I want you to travel through the wilderness. Isn't that silly? Here you're fixing to go to war. He said, I want you to go through the wilderness. I want you to go through the valley. The Bible said they've been seven days without water. Can you imagine going seven days without water? Animals had no water. They had no water. They said, Elisha, what are we going to do? He said, get out in the valley, in the wilderness, and dig some trenches. There's not going to be no wind and not going to be no rain. Elijah prayed and the rain came from heaven. But this time, Brother Bobo, it's not going to come. Hallelujah, from, from rain. He said, it's not going to be no rain and it's not going to be no wind. It's going to blow anything up. And the Bible said they did that. And they went to bed and got up the next morning and making a meat offering. And they looked out there. Every trench ditch they had dug was full of water in the wilderness, in the valley. I'm here to say this morning, I don't care how deep the valley is, how bad the wilderness is, how dry it is, you've got a God that can feel that dryness and overflow it without your help. Hallelujah, He has all power in heaven and earth. He doesn't need anybody but Himself to fill you with an overflow where you have all the water in the world. A lot more to that story, but we'll just stop it right there. God is able to do whatever or more than what we expect. He can fill your life today. Overflow. The lady got the Holy Ghost one time. They were praying around her, and one of them said, Fill her full, Lord. Pack her full. Says she leaks. Listen, sometimes if we're not careful, what God gives us leaks out, and he wants to refill it. And keep you full of the power of God and the blessings of God. So, he wants us to look to God for everything, all of our needs, to look for God. He'll supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory. Old faithful, supernatural, boiling up. Listen to what Jeremiah said. Jeremiah 30 and 17. For I will restore health to your body. I will heal you of your wounds, saith the Lord. Because of these called you cast out. This is Zion, means church, that means you. He will want to heal you. I want to say this morning, I believe if 
Today is the day of salvation. I'll come to that again in a minute. Today is the day of your healing. Not tomorrow. Tomorrow may never come. Now, I'm not preaching a morbid message, but tomorrow will never come. What you need, you need it today. How many need a miracle today? You don't need it tomorrow. You need it today. You need it right now. He said, I will heal your wounds. I will heal your health. I will heal your finances. Kenneth Hagin said one time, his finances was real bad. He said he just couldn't seem to get by. And he was on the mission fields and preaching. He said having great results and healing. And he said he was praying about it. And the Lord said, Kenneth, the reason your finances is in such a trouble, you can't believe me for them. Said, you believe me for healing and I'll give you a healing ministry. But you can't believe me for your finances. If you would believe me for your finances the way you believe for healing, said, I will give you your finances. He said, from this day forward, I'll believe you. How many want to believe God regardless of what you have? Your finances, your health, whatever need in your life, you're going to believe God. He supplies it abundant while you asleep. You may wake up in the morning and your house will be full and your flesh be full of healing in your body because God has ordained it and put it in effect. Today is the day of your miracle. Not tomorrow, today. I hear people say, well, I believe God's going to heal me. I believe God's going to deliver me. He'll never do it. He'll never do it because you believe it's going to happen. You need to believe it's happening right now. Today is the day. Today is the accepted hour for the blessings of God. How many believe that? Amen. You come today looking for something. You expect to receive something. Glory to God. Hey, I better slow down. Praise God. Joshua. 3 and 7, the Lord appeared to him and told him this. Hallelujah. He said, The Lord saith unto you, Joshua, This day I will begin to magnify you in the sight of Israel. In other words, I'm going to make you successful in the face of Israel. And not only that, but in the face of your enemies. I'm going to make you successful. He goes on to say, said, In their sight, that they may know that I was with Moses, I am with you. Listen, God wants us to know as he was with Jesus, he's with us. He's not going to leave us. He's not going to forsake us in anything we go through. Peggy's had a cough for, what, about a year? I don't know whether she did have her medicine chain, but was it last Sunday? Something supernatural and miraculous is happening in her life. Huh? The least little thing you ought to give praise to God for. The least little thing in your life. You say, well, he hadn't healed me yet. He hadn't delivered me yet. But he gives you the least little thing to let you know that I'm still with you. And something greater is going to happen. Oh, Sister Linda, we need to believe something greater for Brother Leslie is going to happen. I mean, you know, it is not God's will for us to live the way we're living. God has a greater plan for our lives. A greater anointing for our lives. Brother Bobo, he wants a greater anointing for your life. Sister Bobo wants a greater anointing for your life. Mary, he wants a greater anointing for your life. All of you wants a greater anointing. Don't settle for the little things. Look for big things to happen in our lives. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, Virginia is going to the polls Tuesday, right? And vote for governor. And it looks like the one with the so down underdog, now he's the upper dog. 
You know what's that happened? When they began to say that the mothers had no right in the education of their children, them mamas rose up. How many know you might not mess with a mama bear and she got little ones? Is that right? When you stop messing with the mama bear's little ones, I'm going to say she's going to get fierce. They say there's nothing more fierce than a mama bear protecting their children. These women has risen up. It's time for you and I to rise up with the anointing of God is in our lives and tell the devil, listen, you've messed with my family, you've messed with me long enough. I'm taking a stand. Listen, you, you, I'm going to get to this in a minute. You can pray all you want to pray, but there's going to come a time we've got to stand up and speak the living word of God. We've got to tell the devil, you've got to get your hands off of my family. You've got to get your hands off of my body. You've got to get your hands off of my finances. Come on, church, it's time for us to speak the living word of God and the power of God, what he's told us to do. They believe that election is going to be turned around even though the president flies down there and gives a big speech. That doesn't matter how many speeches he gives. There's a God still on the throne. He still protects his children. And all we got to do is pray and begin to speak. You believe that? Begin to speak. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Believing and living and operating in the supernatural power of God. The world's going to thank you or nut. They thank you or nut anyhow. So it doesn't make any difference. Huh? Where I work, they thought I was a nut. Sometimes they say, hey, Dupree, who are you talking to? I said, I'm talking to the Lord. Sometimes I tell them I'm just talking to myself. How many of you know, know you got to talk to yourself? Well, Brother Bill, I don't know about that. you got to talk it. Oh, glory to God. I believe there's a miracle here today. But God is here. God is here. Let any harvest that the enemy has stolen, Brother James, be returned. You say, well, I believe Joel, or he said he's going to give it back. you got to believe it. You've got it. And you got to talk it. These wonderful things of God. Psalm 102 and 13 says, You shall arise and have mercy upon Zion. That's you. That's you. That's you. That's everybody in here. He said, He's going to rise and have mercy on you. For the time of favor has come. You say, Well, he's talking to somebody. No, he's talking to you. This book was written for our example. It's a talking book. Your time of favor, Sister Linda, has come. How many believe that your time of favor has come for your family? The time of favor has come for the church to have a revival. The time has come, hallelujah. He said that the time has come. He's going to increase you, Deuteronomy 1 and 11, 1,000% more than what your forefathers. I encourage you to go home and read about your forefather, which was Abraham, and he said he was very rich. He, some said, well, he brought that out of Mesotonia. He didn't bring that out of Mesotonia. God said, I will make you rich. You need to be rich in spirit, rich in faith, rich in your body, and rich in your finances. That's God's plan for the children of God. There's no other plan but that plan for the children of God. Something good's going to happen. Something good is happening. It is happening. Praise God. Old faithful. Old faithful. My, my, millions of people come up from around the world to visit that thing a year. When the church catches on fire and gets a hold of this, I tell you, you're not going to be able to see them. You're not going to be able to hold them. The life center is not going to hold them. 
They're not coming to stay. Don't look for them to come to stay. Say, well, I want them to come to stay. Let them come like Jesus crossed the whole sea for one man. Possessed with demonic forces of darkness of hell. He healed him. And the man wanted to go with him. He said, no, stay here. Stay here and tell what good things. How many believe it's time for us to start telling what good things God has done for us? I don't know about you, but He delivered me from the fiery part of the jaws of the devils of hell. I was bound and didn't know I was bound until I got the Holy Ghost and got free. How many of those when the Lord sets you free, you are free indeed. You don't have to try to practice it. You don't have to have a sign. When I first got into management, I went to management school, and which is good, I learned a lot. Lay a soft old sock on your desk that show you how to stay relaxed all the time, not get upset. That won't work. I'm a living example of tried that. But I tried the Lord and the Holy Ghost and the fire to speak to my soul when I was upset. He give you a peace of mind. Your peace comes from God. It don't come from nowhere else. You can be the richest person in this world and not have peace. But you can be the richest person in this world and have peace. Kenneth Phillips from Austin, pastor of the mega church, said, God don't care what kind of car you drive or where you live in a walking tuxedo as long as you got sackcloth on your heart, as long as you walking humbly before God, as long as you realize where it come from. I mean, you know, the ever blessing you have come from God. Every good and perfect gift comes from God. You say, what about Russia? God gave them perfect gifts to, to excel like they are, but they turn it around. They just turn it around to evil. God gives it. He reigns on the just and the unjust. We ought to start saying, I'm blessed going in, and I'm blessed coming out. Hallelujah. I'm blessed in everything I do. Praise God. Well, uh, I, listen, I've had people tell me, I'm not going to say it till it happens. I'm be 84, well, in a few days, I'll be 84. And I've been in the church since 1960. And I've heard people talk, but I'm, and I haven't done it. But I'm going to start doing it. I am blessed. I don't care how much of what's going on, you're going to hear me saying, I am blessed. Amen. My family is blessed. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus woke up and looked at that storm. He began to speak to the storm. He didn't say, oh my goodness, we're fixing to go down. He said, storm, you lay down. He laid down. That same power is supposed to be in our lives that we can speak to the things and use our tongue and control things. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. God had give you favor. Grace means favor. I'll share a story with you. A young boy named Benny. His wife is Ruth. Ruth was a Pentecostal. Talked in tongues. Benny said, that don't bother me. I don't care what you are. So they got married. The day they got married and went home, he said, now, going to be no more tongue-talking Pentecost in this house. said, I'm the head of the house. I'm Baptist. Now, I'm going to have no more of that. She said, okay, that's all right. Got no problem with that. Time goes on, they had a child. Lived in Houston. The child was born. The doctor first said the child is dead, and then he said, well, it is alive, but it's not going to live. His 
face is deformed, his head is all deformed, he's just all deformed. And he can't live. And Benny asked his mother-in-law, who did he ask his mother-in-law to call? Kenneth Hagen, which was his mother-in-law's brother, which he had been very... Ben had been very cool toward him because he was Pentecostal, believing, speaking in tongues, believing in miracles. Very cool to him. He said, call, called him Ken. He said, call Ken and tell him to pray. Uh, what, what I want to share with you, don't argue and debate with people. God can change their mind. You can't. You're just going to make them angry. Hmm? You, you, you can't do it. But God can do in a second what you can't do in a lifetime. Huh? They're in God's hand like water is in a channel. So Ruth called him at 5 o'clock in the morning from Houston to Port Arthur. So hysterical. Ken told her, said, please be a little quiet and slow down. What's wrong? She told him, said, Ken wanted me to call you and tell you to pray. Okay? Can y'all get that picture? I don't care how bad people talk about you, don't talk back. Just leave them alone. Oh, I'm telling you, something miraculous is going to take place. It's already taking place. And here's what Ken told Ruth. He said this, Whatsoever you shall say, and shall not doubt in your heart, and shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. And Ruth said, aren't you going to pray? He said, Benny wants you to pray. He said, I'm not praying no prayer. I'm not praying. Are you coming down here? I'm not coming down there. I got services tomorrow. Now, you're thinking he's cruel, right? You're thinking he's mean. As mean as led by the Spirit of God or the sons of God. She says, why not you come in and pray? And he said, I just spoke what I want to see happen. The boy's going to live. He's not going to die. And he's going to be in good health. He said, I've spoke it, what Christ said to speak. He said, now you hang up this phone and you go tell Benny said, my wife will be there tomorrow with a friend, but you go tell Benny, thus saith I, as the Lord has said. I'm going to get down right now. I have spoken. The boy's going to live. He's not going to die. And he's not going to be deformed. He's going to be in perfect health. The next day, Kenneth's wife, and a friend got in the car a hundred miles away. Let me read you some scriptures so you can start speaking what can happen. I don't care how far away it is what you can start speaking, the things of God. And look, look for something to happen. Live in the supernatural. Live in the blessings of God. Psalms 107 and 20 and also Luke 7 and 10. 7, 1 to 10. He sent his healing into the airways 
He sent his healing in the airways. If they can send something from Japan that'll print off in that copy machine back there in color, I want you to know that you can send a message through the airways. Hallelujah. God has created an airway for your word to get in. And when you begin to speak the word of God, that message gets in that airways and it goes where it's directed to because God has ordained it to get there because it's not His will that people perish. And then it has something else to say. Proverbs says 12 and 18. The tongue of a wise man promotes health. Promotes health. So Sister Hagen and a friend drove up to the hospital. And Benny was sort of looking outside. He saw him. He run outside, run down the steps and grabbed her and danced with her round and around. Said, I'm a Baptist Pentecostal. I'm a Baptist Pentecostal. I'm a Baptist Pentecostal. You got to come and see. You got to come and see. Said that 10 minutes after Kenneth got off the phone, the nurse come, said, y'all can, they wouldn't even let him see the child because it's such, such bad shape. Said the nurse come and said, y'all can see it. Now they didn't believe the child was going to live. But said, when we walked in there and looked at that child, his face was all bent out of shape, his head was all bent out of shape. And said, as we stood there and just watched, and all of a sudden it looked like God had blew up a balloon. And that face began to turn and shape like a normal human being. That head began to, said, about before our very eyes, it began to turn and shape like it's a human being. And the first thing you know, we had a beautiful little baby there just staring us in the face. Amen. I want you to know God has all power, all authority. I don't care what the report is. God is greater than report. All we got to do is start seeing it through the airwaves. And God will make a miracle happen. Hallelujah. And when they got out of the hospital, he went to Assembly of God Church and he got the Holy Ghost speaking in tongue. He started teaching Sunday school class and he began to work for the Assembly of God Church. How many believe that God is real? If he's done that for them, he'll do it for you. Amen. All we got to learn to do is start speaking the things of God. Today is the day of salvation. Today he's going to magnify you in the sight of the world. We are so blessed. We, hallelujah. We can't realize how blessed we are. The wonderful things of God is taking place in our life. Today, today is the day of salvation. All things is possible. Is that right? I'm not never, Diane, you help me. She's been helping me when I say some things I shouldn't say. She said, well, we just won't go there. I'm not going to be saying no more. Well, it's impossible. Sister Sue, it's possible with God. Is that right? It may be impossible with me, but I want you to know I am not alone. The Almighty God that produces power is living inside me. The impossible is possible with God. And God is in us. If we're born again a Christian, God is in us working the impossible for the favor of God. Not my favor, your favor, but the favor of God that he'd have glory and honor in the situation. All things are possible. All things are possible. Right, Sister Linda? I don't remember what year it was, but they diagnosed Aunt May at St. Michael Hospital. She wasn't going to live. Is that right? Yes. 
So they're going to send her down to Calhoun and wait on her to die, right? They even called Henry Lee to come in. They all went up there and they went out to eat at Cracker Barrel and they made funeral arrangements. Is that right? Henry said, well, I better make them while I'm here, you know, so I don't have to come back. They went, I think he went down to the funeral home, right? And he got everything fixed up because the doctor said she's going to die. We're moving her down there where she can die. Oh, but I tell you, God had another plan because somebody had been praying. How many of you know when God began to pray and you get in that airway where God has worked His miracle? And how many more years did she live? How many? Sixteen more years when they pronounced her dead. She's going to die. But something happened. Something got in that spirit of airway. All things are possible. It doesn't matter what anybody says. It's possible with God. In the airway, God moved in that airway and raised that woman up out of a dead bed and added more years to her life. We read it in the Bible, but it needs to happen today. It is happening today in our midst. We believe God for the supernatural things of God. To believe for the supernatural things of God. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Mm-mm-mm. Hallelujah. Today, he said, I'm going to magnify you. I'm going to magnify you today. That means I'm going to increase you. It means I'm going to move you to a greater position. How many believe that God wants to move you from where you are to a greater position? Amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord. God is in us. And all things are possible with who? Who? Come on. All things are possible? Everybody. You're a Christian. Well, but you got to... The Bible says imitate God. Ephesians 5 and 1. He taught what he wanted. God told Abraham at 75, said, you're going to have a baby boy. Sarah heard it, and they both laughed. The Bible said Abraham fell down on his face and laughed. Just laughed. We're the same way. When God begins to tell us that the impossible thing can happen in our life, if we're not careful, we'll laugh at that. But 25 years later, hallelujah, a man 100 years old and a woman 90 had something that happened that never happened before. I believe there's something happening that ain't never happened before. You said it's too old, it can't happen. But it's possible with God. It's possible with God. Amen. Hallelujah. Today is the day of your salvation. Today is the day of your healing. Today is to believe and live and operate in the supernatural power of God. It will come to pass. I say it will come to pass. Amen. You may have been having a praying a long time. But the Bible said in Romans 4, Abraham didn't doubt. He didn't waver. He believed God was able to perform what he said. 
And 25 years later, they got a little squalling kid. Don't laugh about Sarah now. Don't, don't put that woman down until you read Hebrews 11. And Sarah received faith that she could bear the impossible that had never happened to her before in 90 years. She received faith from God, from the supernatural. I believe that God is showing us about old faithful, spewing that water up. Regular. I'm regular, and I'm on time. Who'd ever thought about being in the wilderness? Now, Elisha told him to go through the wilderness. He said, go through the wilderness. <laughs> you know, you wouldn't want to go through the wilderness. You wouldn't want to go through where there's a desert. You wouldn't want to go through where the valley was. But Elisha said, that's the way you ought to go. And But while you go, you dig some ditches. Why dig your ditches? Have you ever been to uh, Austin? What is that, Pertinell Valley down there? And, 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 and you know, that's limestone. It, it, you know, and when it rains, the water just runs right off. Just runs right off. It don't stay there. That's why in that uh, campground, they got these huge sirens and things. When those goes off, you better get out of there because the thing's going to flood and ain't nothing to do about it. So God was telling them, this is what he's telling them, I'm going to send such a flood. It's not going to come by no rain. It's not going to come by no wind. It's not going to come by no hand of the man, but it's going to come so strong, it's going to fill this valley. And I want you to dig you some trenches, and I want you to dig them deep where when that water comes, you will have no idea where it comes from. It's going to fill it up. Listen, God wants to fill you up to the brim and run you over. You'll have no idea where it's coming from. It didn't come from a handmade thing. It didn't come from this. It didn't come from that. It come from God and God alone filling up a reservoir that can come be filled from nowhere else. He's an awesome miracle working God. If you have a need this morning, we want to pray with you. You say, well, I've been prayed before. You may be able to be prayed again. I tell you, God, this could be your day. This is the day of salvation. This is the day of deliverance. You could pray, get up, you could pray and pray. Kenneth Hagin spoke the word 100 and something miles from Port Arthur to Houston. And in that airway, that child was healed. Healed. God healed that child. God can heal you today. God can heal one of your family members today at home. Praise God. The, the, hallelujah. I'm going to slow down a little bit. The presence of the Lord is here today to heal. To heal your soul, to heal your mind, to heal your finances. I want you to believe God for your finances. I met a guy the other day, he had ordered some stuff for us to eat, and as I was going into the cafe, he was coming out, and I got to talk to him. I said, how you been doing? He said, well, I've not been doing too good. He said, last year was a bad year. He said, I, I just like not have made it yesterday financially. And I said, what about this year? And he said, well, it's a little bit later. I said, can I, can I share a word with you? And he said, yeah. I said, God told Abraham to get out of your tent. Hey, man. He said, Abraham, get out of your tent. I'm going to show you something. He said, I want you to look up, and I want you to see the stars and what I'm going to do for you. I said, I'm going to... I, I told him, I said, I, the Lord wants you to get out of the place you're in. I want you, he wants you to look up. He, he wants you to see things that he's fixing to do for you this year that you didn't even dream could happen. And his face lit up. He began to grin and look at me. And he, when he walked off, he said, I, I, I'm glad I heard that. He said, I believe that. I mean, I mean, believe God has got something for you. But if you don't get out of your tent, if you don't get out of the place you've been in all these years and thinking nothing's going to happen, you need to get out and look up because, hallelujah, I heard a message by Brother J.T.P. 
you one time at a conference. He said, God will show you stars you've never seen before. God has the ability to show you things you didn't think it was possible because he's the almighty God. He can show it to you and bless your life. Your life can turn around just that quick. If you have a need, we're going to ask you to come. And if you don't, you just go home happy, and you may go home happier. Praise God. There's people here who got faith. We've had a, a month Sunday school teaching in the Wednesday night service about chief apostles, chief prophets, chief evangelists, and chief pastors. Working of miracles, gift of faith, gift of healing. Discernment of spirits, prophecy in tongues, interpretation of tongues has to come to the church for the church to be what God had intended for it to be. And I believe God is raising up some of those people here today. I believe there's some of them here today that can pray for you. Exercise your faith. How many of you got to exercise your faith? You got to exercise your faith. Amen. Sister Sue's had a little setback health-wise that you don't hear her talking about. She's out there every morning hitting that two miles. Said, I'm getting that two miles every morning. Exercising their faith. You got to exercise your faith. You said, how do you exercise your faith? You start putting it into practice. You start praying for people that has a need. Huh? If you have a need this morning, we'll invite you to come. You say, well, I've been a lot of time. But this could be your day. I was at a conference in 1976. I think you might have been there. I know Brother Leslie was there. And this guy, Jimmy Jones, not the Jimmy Jones we know, he had been diagnosed by the doctors. He'd be in a wheelchair. With MS time, he was 30 years of age and couldn't walk. He went to the altar every time he went to church. On Wednesday night, he went to the altar. Went to the altar. Kenneth Hagin laid in the bed from the time he was a child up until about four. He was 16 years of age. Paralyzed, more or less. For seven months, he read that scripture. I read that a while ago. And talked it all day long. He'd wake up in the night. He would take it for seven months. Paralyzed. Paralyzed. Finest doctors from Mayo Clinic said he can't live. This is 1933. But one day, I said one day, one day, he read that scripture. He said, this is the day I'm going to get up and walk. And he got up and walked. 